can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. This episode is called Mother's Day Massacre, and that is exactly what we just witnessed. Celtics 112, Philadelphia 88. The Celtics absolutely destroy the 76ers, advance to the Eastern Conference Finals once again, and this game was as fun as it gets if you're a Jason Tatum fan or a Jason Tatum hater because there are some out there because this game was as impressive as a as anything we've seen from him all season long certainly this postseason uh, we're going to follow today's podcast same as usual run through play of the game run through some of the highs some of the lows that section will be I don't know five seconds long uh, but to get things started here there can only be one player of the game, and that is Mr. Jason Tatum. This was, again, as impressive as it gets. 51 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 0 turnovers. Absolute Jason Tatum masterclass. He was super efficient, 17 of 28 from the field, 6 of 10 from 3. He was doing everything. The part of his offensive game that I loved most was the fact that he was searching Joel Embiid out, getting him out on the pick and roll, getting him up to the perimeter, and either driving right through him, forcing him to move, or after he does that, the very next possession, just hitting a step back three in his face. Again, this is Jason Tatum getting into his bag and forcing Joel Embiid out where he's not comfortable. He is one of the best rim presences in the entire NBA. We've seen it, right? We've seen it the series. He's had games with five blocks against us this series. Jason Tatum got him out to the perimeter and made him work his ass off in this one. And it worked. It absolutely worked. Jason Tatum put on an absolute Mother's Day show for everyone, uh, which was, it was just fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. But he wasn't the only one that was out here making things happen for the Celtics team. We had really one of the best defensive performances we've seen in a very long time for the Celtics team. We've seen the Celtics defense in spurts play really, really well. Tonight, they played really well pretty much the entire game. First quarter could have been a little bit better. But third quarter, the Celtics held Philly to just 10 points the entire quarter. This was Al Horford, you know, frankly, playing at his absolute best. Uh, But, again, it's not just him. you got to give credit to Joe Mazzulla here. The difference between the defense that we've played today and the defense that we've played basically every other game in the series, Rob Williams sagged off of P.J. Tucker the entire game. The entire game. So help defense was there all night long, creating opportunities for extra help at the rim against Joel Embiid. What happened, first quarter, P.J. Tucker hit three threes. Joe stuck to the game plan, and P.J. Tucker is not that guy. I tweeted that during this game. P.J. Tucker is not going to continue doing that, and he didn't. He was three of three to start this game, and he was three of six at the end. 
And Time Lord didn't really switch. He continued to sag off him, giving P.J. Tucker shots. But after his first miss, he stopped taking the shots. Go figure. But what this did for the defense was give Al Horford an additional support at the rim. One of the other things that the Celtics did from a defensive standpoint was completely fighting through screens and avoiding Al Horford getting into a pick-and-roll situation on a mismatch. All game long, the Celtics made sure Al Horford was able to stay on Joel Embiid. This was not a situation where Al Horford was found out on an island with James Harden. This was very much Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, give all of them credit, fighting over screens, fighting through screens, fighting under screens, making James Harden beat them and not get Al Horford on a switch. This gave the Celtics the ability to stick your best defender for Embiid, which is Al Horford, on him all night long. And it really frustrated the hell out of him. And listen, obviously, if you've got Jason Tatum attacking Embiid, making him work, Embiid's going to get tired, right? So I'm not giving Al Horford 100% of the credit here. I think you have to give it to the Celtics as a whole. But Jason Tatum, from an offensive standpoint as well, really put the screws to Joel Embiid. Celtics held Embiid to 15 points on 5 of 18 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. James Harden, 3 of 11 from the field for 9 points. That's it. They combined, listen, 24 points they combined on 8 of 27 or 29 from the field. Jason Tatum more than doubled their point total on 17 of 28. So he took one less shot than Embiid and Harden combined and more than doubled their score. Again, defensive masterclass. Jason Tatum, masterclass. All adds up to the Mother's Day Massacre. Really solid game from, you know, really the whole team. Jalen Brown, while the numbers aren't as staggering as Jason Tatum's, still put up 25 points, six rebounds, two assists on a pretty efficient shooting night. Nine of 19 from the field, three of six from three. You know, this is all of the Celtics stepping up. I know it's easy to look at a 51-point performance from Tatum and say that this game was completely won by him. And while he certainly played a large, large part in this win, you had a lot of guys step up and play really well in this game. Marcus Smart, solid performance. Numbers aren't really there. He didn't take a lot of shots. Seven shot attempts in this one. Seven points, four rebounds, four assists. The defense was fantastic. Was excellent in this one. This was another game where the Celtics really opted to go with a, a small, really six-man lineup. Derek White played. He was their seventh man, but... He played 12 minutes the entire game. The entire game. And honestly, it wasn't a good six, it wasn't a good 12 minutes. Malcolm Brogdon was pretty good in this one. 12 points, two rebounds, two assists. Shooting really wasn't there either. 5 of 14 from the field. So you look, this is a game that was won primarily by the starters. At halftime, we did not have a single bench point. Not a single bench point. So you get to give the starters a lot of credit for picking up the slack on the offensive end, uh, 
but again, you got to give got to give some credit to to Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White from a defensive standpoint. They carried the defense through. There was no drop off whatsoever when you went to Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon in this one. Not that there typically is, but again, really solid overall performance. Um, and then you talk about you know winning the margins, winning the the inside game. The Celtics pretty much won everything in this one. First off, uh, 47% from the field compared to their 37. 45% from three compared to their 21, right? We got to, we out-rebounded them 43-37. Really solid there. Had more assists. Had way less turnovers, 14 to 8. Like, you just look, and this is a game that was absolutely won by the Celtics, through and through. So, really solid overall performance from them. Got to give them a lot of credit. This is them showing up. For all of the criticism, for all of the people saying that Jason Tatum didn't have that dog in him, for saying that nobody had heart on this team outside of Marcus Smart, this is just a total slap in the face for all of you guys. And I know there are some listening. (laughs) I know I've sat here and defended them. Uh, And, you know, some people will say it's my fault. I'm a a team positive guy for the large majority of this show. But uh, listen, I know this team's potential. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to say that the Celtics were were doomed because they fell down 3-2. Because I know what this team is capable of. We saw it last year. And we've seen it in spurts this year. And this is what they continue to do. They show up when, they, when they're needed most. And they perform. Really impressive one in this one. Uh, I do want to talk about... Honestly, there's really no negatives. So I'm, I'm skipping that part. But I want to talk about Miami here. Uh, before we dive into Miami, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so I want to start this segment by apologizing to the Miami Heat. And here's why. When Atlanta was about to play Miami in the play-in game, I hopped on a podcast and I said, I'm not worried about Miami whatsoever. They are not the same team that they were last year. And as soon as Atlanta beat Miami, forcing them into a second play-in game, my thoughts were validated. I was very convinced this Miami Heat team was absolutely 
nothing like they were last year and they weren't a threat and now we're sitting here they made easy work of the milwaukee bucks they made easy work of the new york knicks and are now sitting in the eastern conference finals in a rematch of last year so give them credit because they battled their ass off and you got to give a lot of credit to jimmy butler because a lot of this is on his back now very similar to philly they have a two-headed monster they've got jimmy butler and bam out of bio bam is significantly worse than joel Embiid, and at times james harden can be better than jimmy butler do i think that's the case all the time absolutely not i think that jimmy butler is significantly better than james harden for the most part but when you look at the two-man game they run pretty much the same style of offense they run a lot of pick and rolls with jimmy and bam a lot of pick and rolls with jimmy and bam the way the celtics defended philly this series particularly at the end is something they can also run against miami so i still think from a matchup perspective this works in boston's favor we've done it before we've beaten miami they have given us trouble at times not going to sit here and argue that jimmy baller is a dog he's a very good basketball player and he's a guy that shows up in the brightest moments over and over again so this is absolutely going to be a grind but similar to philly i came into that series saying celtics in five and i think that if the celtics can somehow because this hasn't been the case throughout most of this playoffs if they can come out consistently and play the game that we know they're capable of this could be a celtics in five situation again now i do think just because this is something we've you know pretty much gotten accustomed to at this point i think there's going to be a celtics slip-up game so i think there's going to be a game miami comes out they get hot celtics do not and one of them comes out to be a loss. I think it might be Celtics and six. I think that's my conservative guess here. But the Celtics need to take care of business. They need to not play with their food, quote unquote, as everyone likes to say. This is not a series that you want to give Miami life. Because when you give Miami and Jimmy Butler specifically life, he's going to attack every piece of it. And you can't have it. Not at this stage of the game. Eastern Conference Finals, we are four wins away from going back to the NBA Finals and making a run here. And the Western Conference, it's, th- this is going to be one of the better paths that the Celtics have had in a long time. They've got to take advantage. But that's it. That's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Again, still in South Africa here, so I am recording this at 9 a.m. staring at a mountain. Uh, so it is pretty damn impressive uh but i'm trying to stay consistent here i know the timing has been a little off but still getting the content out there for you guys still keeping up with the celtics so uh, if you haven't done so already guys make sure to follow me on twitter at nba celtics guy it's a little quieter right now with the honeymoon and all uh, but still still tweeting still watching the games uh, make sure to follow our facebook page boston celtics till i die and our youtube page Boston Celtics game day recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon.
can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic.